0: Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's Entertainment and Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair Senior Writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair Senior Hollywood Writer.
1: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week. From the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
0: So on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about a very exciting weekend that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle enjoyed in Jamaica which so many of you reached out to make sure we were aware of. So we will try to do you guys the service of talking about it with adequate reverence. And also we were going to talk about one of our fave buddies, Chris Martin, and his unusually and extravagantly themed 40th birthday that unfortunately was not held at Sushi Park his favorite stomping pad with Jay-Z, but we will tell you all about what happened there.
1: We will also talk about Beyonce and Blue Ivy's latest kind of Hollywood adventure. They went to a red carpet premiere. But first, Josh just flew back from New Orleans because nothing says (laughs) relaxation weekend after Oscar chaos been like a forty eight hour whirlwind trip in New Orleans, so Josh, tell me about that
0: yeah, I was back in New York for like forty eight hours, and then i 'll post my flight details below for all of you who are curious. but then I went to New Orleans for the weekend with one of my best friends from high school i 'd never been to New Orleans before, but the reason we wanted to chat about it quickly was because we kind of you know it was one of those things when you' like in a new city, you want to make sure you 're hitting up all the spots. I reached out for some recommendations. Our pal Louisa recommended an amazing place Saturday night. That was like very Brooklyn-y we went to.
1: Shout out to Louisa. <laughs> She's the best taste.
0: Louisa's racking up the points on the In the Limelight Mentions meter. <laughs> like that place was really fun. Everyone was so friendly. It was just like good vibes. And like I'd had an email or my mom, who's always on top of Celebrity News, had sent me a few weeks prior that there was this place called Willa Jean that I needed to make sure I visited while I was there because Beyonce had gone there, I think alone, maybe with Blue, I should know this, but she definitely went by herself at least. I guess they were all in town for when we talked about this, they were there for the NBA All-Star game. So like one of her stops on the way was brunch at this spot. And then Michelle Collins, a friend of the podcast as well, was in New Orleans and she mentioned to me, oh, we're going to get lunch at Willa Jean tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, Willa Jean is where it's at. Like Beyonce, Michelle Collins, everyone everyone." Aligns,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: so I kind of like made my friends go. We were going to do one of these bus tours around uh, New Orleans, which was a mistake. I slept through the That's whole thing. terrible. And it was like of cemeteries and stuff. I'm like, who wants to, who hum- wants to do a, a hungover bus tour of cemeteries. But anyway, that was dreadful. But before we did that, we went to Willa Jean. So talk about starting with a bang and then going downhill from there. So we get to Willa Jean, we sit down at the bar because it was too crowded to even get a table. So the Beyonce effect is real. And... We had a lovely time. We were sitting next to a stuntman. He's on AMC's Preacher. (laughs) How does
1: that even come up?
0: (laughs) He was like flirting with this girl we were with. He was actually being very modest about his talents. Like we didn't even connect that he had been a stuntman in lots of big movies until later on. And then we looked up his reel later on the tour bus. But anyway, he was a great companion to eat at Willa Jean with. (laughs) So we asked the waitress at the bar about Beyoncé, and she told us that Solange, who lives in New Orleans...
1: Was married there. You remember the photos of her on that white bicycle.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hidden in the background in my white gown, not included. But basically, she frequents Willa Jean all the time. And it's kind of thirsty. They were really hoping Beyoncé would come to Willa Jean, she told me. This is from in the limelight on the ground reporting I did. So they were really hoping that Beyonce would come. So they started naming drinks and like appetizers and all kinds of.
1: Oh things. no, that's the wrong move. I they're know they're not playing it cool.
0: Yeah, and and they kind of did that, I guess. So Solange would. It was a little unclear. Like, like they were hoping Solange would be like, oh hey sister, <laughs> this place is like. You know, because I don't know, it's kind of weird. You would think they would just hope Solange would eventually bring her, but they kind of went, I thought, too far over the top to try to what lure What were the her.
1: drinks?
0: There was one called, like, the Teeny, and there was, like, the Yancey something. I don't know. Oh, it was kind of... so sad. It was <laughs> sad. It was like, you shouldn't be that craven about it, you know? Like, let her come of her own volition. <laughs> so...
1: That being said, <laughs> that being said,
0: it worked. I'm
1: like photoshopping my own menu. Yes,
0: yeah, so the so be-
1: whole Beyonce appetizer section.
0: So that, so that being said, yeah, their grab for attention paid off because she did come. She sat in the corner table. I would diagram this out if you guys could see me, but they showed me to her table. So they really understood oh, how wow. crazy, crazy I was. And then I was like, like, I think they thought I was gonna start like licking the table or something because I was acting kind of possessed and I was like really hungover.
1: Did they let anyone sit there? or is Yeah, it just there was, like, there like, was this weird, there was, like, this like honor. family
0: was eating there and they like, bring me over to the table. It's like i don't know what they thought i was doing and i was wearing this like crazy colorful shirt anyway so then <laughs> they told me she got the chicken and biscuits which like they circled on the menu and then the waitress who was like giving me this whole tour explained though that the day beyonce came and julie like tried to imagine what this would be like was her birthday so she had taken the day off
1: oh my god and she
0: was the one the mastermind she had been like plotting all the naming the stuff they must
1: have like immediately texted her and said beyonce's coming in and she obviously canceled her brunch plans and came into work to see her right
0: no she she didn't find out until later in the day so, like, her friends are pretty terrible. <laughs> like, like, you would think oh everyone who works there would have called her. In. This I know. is
1: like a Shakespearean tragedy. tragedy. I know.
0: That's what I told her. I'm like, so basically, this is a tale of distress and sadness. You, you spent all this time, like, working to get your, like, idol to come. And then she came on your birthday, which would have been the ultimate. And then you weren't even there to see it. That's going to haunt her for the rest of her life.
1: Every day she used to walk past that table. <laughs> that
0: table. And that's the thing. And now she tells us all the tale. And, like, she can't even say firsthand. I was like, oh, how'd she look? And she's like, I wish I could tell you. But then she tried to like quickly cover for that. She's like, by the way, like I've also waited on Carrie Mulligan, who uh, who I guess who I guess has come through a few times as well. But then I had no enthusiasm about Carrie Mulligan. Like great actress, but I didn't care. So I was like, oh, how is Carrie? She's like, she's stunning in person, like so beautiful. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. I'm like, wow, you're really trying to like
1: <laughs> She was trying to console herself, I, I feel like
0: more. <laughs> and like no disrespect to Carrie Mulligan, but like not quite the same.
1: Well, so did you order exactly what Beyonce ordered?
0: No, I didn't. I, well, I'd already ordered an avocado toast. I kind of wish I had ordered differently. And the chicken and biscuit sounds phenomenal, actually. I probably should have gotten that.
1: Did you get one of the Beyonce drinks?
0: That's what's also weird. Okay, because I, I did ask that. I said, oh, so where are the Beyonce drinks? And once Beyonce came, I guess they changed the names back. So, like, the drinks aren't still called the Beyonce names.
1: Right. It was, like, mission accomplished <laughs> that next day. Just put those menus in the shredder. I
0: just find that, like, so odd. I mean, I guess I'd understand it. If I was going to make a restaurant, I guess that would be my goal, too.
1: But maybe that's all you need. Maybe that's all we need.
0: Anyway, so that was my brush with the, like, shadow, the remnants of Beyoncé. All the adrenaline I felt after that was immediately lost when I had to go sit on a bus tour with this, like, three-hour comedian (laughs) trying to tell jokes about, like, New Orleans.
1: But speaking of Beyoncé... Well, you were in New Orleans recreating Beyonce's weekend. She was in Los Angeles (laughs) taking Blue Blue Ivy to the red carpet premiere of Beauty and the Beast, as she should. And I'm selfishly bringing up this story only because for those people who listened to last week's episode, you'll remember how I wore this Nicole Miller dress to the Vanny Fair Oscar party and Carly Kloss kind of nagged me. She was like, oh, that's such a pretty dress. What is it? And I said, Nicole Miller. And she said, oh, that's okay.
0: I have this Julie story like as my like ringtone now, basically. I just love this interaction they had so much. But yes, Carly gave Julie a sweet hard time, we'll put it, for her Nicole Miller dress. Right. So wait, so why is that Beyoncé?
1: Well, obviously, I have my Google Alert now set to Nicole Miller. And (laughs) Beyoncé wore Nicole Miller to the Beauty and the Beast world premiere. So I feel a little bit redeemed. Wait,
0: that's huge.
1: And she looked stunning, may I add. It was this fantastic, like, green caftan very plunging neckline
0: take that carly Kloss. honestly can we print that out and mail it to Kloss headquarters <laughs> i think i think also you and beyonce now need to do like a joint psa or something <laughs> Like, oh i'm looking at it now it's a it's beautiful it's very um green <laughs> it's like it is <laughs>
1: there's that fashion vocabulary coming out again
0: i know hire me for all your like style lexicon needs doesn't really remind me very much of what you wore to the Oscars per se. So it, that shows versatility as a designer for Nicole, I think.
1: That was a fantastic <laughs> remark. I mean, <laughs> E should really hire you for their fashion police. But Blue Ivy also looks pretty cool, as she always does. She's like this, how would you even describe that, Josh? I really just want to hear you.
0: <laughs> um, I would describe Blue's dress as very age-appropriate and frilly And it almost has, like, the sense of, like, if you had a beautiful birthday cake and you were slicing open the cake and you see the different colors layered inside, it's like a cute kid's cake. The
1: top is green with, I think they're parrots? (laughs) Parrots. Oh god. <laughs> On the front and then the skirt is like an ombre yeah. pink going from light to darker pink. It's like a very solid couple's look, I would say.
0: There we go. That was that <laughs> you just like pretty much compensated for my like horrendous botching of how to talk about clothes.
1: And then they didn't do the red carpet, but someone has a gif of them making funny faces backstage. I
0: really like that Beyonce took her to like a fun kids movie premiere. I feel like that doesn't happen that often. Beyonce's so low profile usually.
1: I mean, Blue sat through the Grammys, so she really, she earned something fun. It's
0: like a one for you, one for them thing. How like movie stars do like one in D and then one box office pleasing movie.
1: Right. I want to believe that Beyonce brought her iPad in there too.
0: Does Beyonce sit through a movie? Like her time is such a hot commodity. Like can she give up two hours to watch Beauty and the Beast?
1: Especially a musical movie with lesser... I guess song strips, yeah. belting out songs. I don't know.
0: Doesn't she just want to like show them how it's done? Oh God, it would have been so right. cool if she had stood up at the end and they just turned off the movie and she just sang Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be frustrating for her to watch.
1: Well, also, did anyone pay attention to Emma Watson or any of the other Beauty and the Beast cast members because Beyonce and Blue were there?
0: Wait, also, didn't Chrissy Teigen bring her daughter to the Beauty and the Beast premiere?
1: i don't know again i have the nicole miller google alert so you're this coming is at it from I a know. very
0: specific angle <laughs> yeah i don't know but i love chrissy if chrissy thought she was having her like cute daughter beauty and the beast moment and then beyonce brings blue that's all i feel like everyone is getting upstaged left and right at this but that's what happens when beyonce comes to your premiere
1: uh, it's a blessing and a curse
0: <laughs> it really is it's like how this like Willa jean restaurant has no reason to live anymore and then the beyonce has gone it's like you reach those heights, but at the same time, how can you not help but feel like your life is meaningless?
1: Oh, <laughs> I almost want to call Willa Jean and get someone on the phone, like a waitress. How embarrassing to work at a restaurant with a Beyonce-themed menu and then Beyonce sits down and you have to like read her the Beyonce-themed
0: specials. Yeah, that's not great. I think she went because of Solange and probably didn't even know that they had Beyonce-themed. If I was waiting on her that day, I would have covered the menu. That's like so embarrassing. That's like if... You know, you invited Sarah Michelle Geller over and you would Buffy the Vampire Slayer posters everywhere. Like, you'd have to take them down, you know? Like, it would creep her out. I think it's just, like, inappropriate.
1: Right. Well, I'm glad she's back in Los Angeles, far away from that madness, right?
0: Yes. Okay, so from... Oh, God. From one beauty to another, eh, a tale as old as the Tig. <laughs> that, that did not work. How do you transition from Beyonce to Meghan Markle? I don't know, Julie. From
1: Beauty and the Beast to, I know it doesn't really work. Oh
0: my gosh. Wait, there's a Prince thing here. There's a Prince thing somewhere here.
1: It's so, it's right there.
0: From Beauty and the Beast before he turns into a Prince to Beauty and the Beast after. I
1: get too labored. One Disney Fairy
0: tale to a to a soon to be one. Gosh, I don't know.
1: To a cable network. Everyone's just like listening. This
0: is like like this. Hearing a car careen off the side of the road right now no one is enjoying listening to our struggle here okay well we need to first of all we need to shout out so many people who reached out to us katie joe one of our very loyal wonderful twitter followers. oh fantastic yeah, i know there were several other who have been on who are just on the megan beat like you guys are so good about this stuff
1: someone requested an emergency episode yes.
0: And I was in New Orleans, and I feel like if maybe we had been in a... I don't know, this was a close... I feel like we have to have a high bar for emergency episodes. Beyonce's pregnancy so far, and the Oscars... If Josh
1: wasn't on that bus tour...
0: <laughs> if I hadn't been, like, falling asleep next to a tourist taking photos of, like, graves in a cemetery. Okay, anyway, basically, we have to talk about Megan as usual. So, she went to Jamaica... Because Harry's dear friend, his longtime friend, who actually was with him in Vegas when those infamous nude photos emerged. So he's Aww. been like with Harry through thick and thin, through his bachelor days to his now domestic bliss with the Tig goddess, Meghan Markle. He has been there for it all and he was getting married. So Harry went down and Meghan joined him in Jamaica. So this threw everyone into a crazy, tizzy, to have Meghan and Harry together at a wedding, A. And also, like, because we're talking about royals, we know that this means even more than if it was just an ordinary celebrity couple because they're very careful about public appearances and like kate waited so long to make any appearances with harry and she didn't Uh. even she didn't even like i think go to her first friend wedding situation with william until after they were engaged so now everyone's like this is happening they are going to be engaged by september julie what did you think of the pictures what was your reaction we need to talk about megan's dress there's a lot to go over Uh. here
1: Well, right. I guess I didn't understand the importance of it, but it's a big deal because for like a decade, like you said, Kate and William were going to weddings together, but like not pictured together. So They wouldn't arrive together. They wouldn't leave together. They wouldn't be photographed over cocktails at like a white table (laughs) on a beach
0: wait and also you you found it. you uncovered a really interesting fact related to megan's history
1: i went deep on this because megan i imagine it's it was really special for her to share this experience with harry going to this wedding on the beach in jamaica but it's also a little bit weird because you'll recall that megan was married before i believe she got married in 2011 also on the beach in jamaica I'm sorry to say that I actually Google (laughs) Matt to see, like, how far away the weddings were, because I want to know, like, how traumatic this was for her. And
0: how close were they?
1: An hour and a half drive.
0: That's really interesting. So she was pretty close to the site of her first wedding.
1: Right, but there are all these photos in the Daily Mail of her playing like beer pong the weekend of her first wedding and like doing wheelbarrow races with a bikini on.
0: And now she's doing like refined fascinator, sipping tea, like having a nice champagne cocktail.
1: Right. She was very handsy and possessive of Harry from the photos I saw, which I don't really like.
0: There was a really interesting series. I tweeted one of these. It was, like, three of them at a table, and it was, like, Harry and Meghan, she had, like, her hand on Harry's back, definitely, like, showing, like, "Ah, he's mine, girls, you know? Or like, maybe I'm reading, is that a rude reading of it? But you know what I mean? Like, she, her hands were there. Right. Meanwhile, there was like another girl talking to them whose face has yet to be seen. Who cares who she is or what she looks like Harry and Meghan are there, I guess? But It was just like, so interesting to me. I'm like, imagine sitting at this wedding at like this small table with Harry and Meghan. Who was this woman who got this amazing, intimate alone time with them? You know, and Harry was pretty fixated on her too. Like he was definitely like looking at her and I was like, What is the dynamic of these people? How jealous am I of that woman who's basically having this romantic little, like, three-person situation with Harry and Meghan in Jamaica? Everyone, like, tan and luxurious. I don't know. I wanted to be that woman so badly, more than anyone ever.
1: (laughs) Well, what did you think of her dress, Meghan's dress? Because I got a text from you. (laughs) Yeah, you can can
0: reveal it. You can reveal what I said.
1: You were not (laughs) impressed.
0: So I saw the Daily Mail was saying it was a surprisingly... I forget the word they used. They didn't use a word as kind as like informal, but like it was it was a kind of, you know, it looked like a dress you might wear over your bathing suit to go down to the pool. <laughs> like- okay, ouch.
1: As a girl, I know how hard it is to figure out the right dress for like a wedding especially like a very niche themed wedding like a wedding on the beach in jamaica
0: that's like also royal and like fancy-ish yeah
1: right which is like your first public outing
0: and also was like a little confusing like she looked beautiful she's obviously stunning the dress just didn't the bottom part of it had so much fabric happening and it kind of looked like you know when you wrap a blanket around yourself and there's like strands everywhere kind of <laughs> like it just kind of felt like a little bit i wanted something very sleek you know
1: right it was very roughly yeah. and floral
0: it looked comfortable It looked comfortable i for
1: that <laughs> <laughs> that is like the oh, that was such a burn it looked comfortable i'll give her that right. i did look at the other guests at the wedding oh, yeah, and i thought wearing? like in comparison to them she was one of the better dressed
0: females oh really what were the oh, God, i don't even want to like that'll be like a horror movie for me later then to look through that <laughs> No, I mean, I feel bad. Like, I agree. It's a hard wedding to dress for. Nothing annoys me. Do you feel bad,
1: though? I don't think <laughs> no, you do. That,
0: you could tell in my voice I did not at all. But also, I can relate to... I can't believe I just tried to say, like, I can relate to <laughs> Megan. I can relate to that when you go to a wedding where, like, they write, like, countryside cocktail. Or, like, it's some weird term like that. And you're like, what right. am I supposed to wear to this? So, considering all of that, I feel like she had a hard challenge and did okay.
1: This is just (laughs) damning commentary okay
0: other questions i have for you so at this point, because I saw something about how they were dancing and then you, there was all these photos of Harry by the pool.
1: And Harry was dancing for her. I guess she was like sitting down.
0: Oh, my God. Wait, I missed that part of it. Like a private show or in front of everybody? Or I guess in front of everybody.
1: It was unclear, but he like broke out his best moves. Because my
0: question is, like, do you think Harry did? So, like, it sort of seemed to me in the pictures that Harry was being Harry, which I thought was a good sign. Like, it didn't seem to me like he was in any way, you know, like when you're bringing maybe like a new significant other into the fold and like you're nervous and maybe you're like on your best behavior. It seemed like more relaxed. It didn't seem to me particularly like He was putting on... He wasn't
1: drinking like some organic handcrafted (laughs) cocktail. Yes,
0: exactly. But then I was thinking maybe that's because this was his old friend and it was all of his buddies. So he felt really at home and maybe Megan felt a little bit weird. Like she wanted to actually like, you know, sub out her dish, for the flax seed, you know, and then she felt like she shouldn't do that. You know, maybe she had to kind of shift herself a little bit.
1: <laughs> right. No, I'm definitely curious what the vibe was there because they said that all of Harry's friends joked that they would be next, like Harry and Meghan would get married next. Josh just had a very skeptical <laughs> expression on his well, face. Well, here's my question:
0: Did you before you and Ryan were engaged and you went to weddings that people always ask you? I feel like that's a thing, right? Like if you go with a r- significant other to a wedding, it's like a time everyone's right. like talking about relationships.
1: That's true. I guess it's only weird because they haven't been dating that long.
0: Yeah i got an email this morning from my london bookkeeping contact and he and he said to me that the odds of harry and megan getting married now are like higher than they've ever been so it's the odds are i don't even know what this means we get-
1: <laughs> wow give like someone give that guy a raise <laughs> like what news is that guy breaking he's not breaking uh-huh. any news
0: it says for the first time odds are at four to five that Prince Harry will get down on one knee in twenty seventeen and propose. I don't know four to five seems good, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, that seems great.
0: <laughs> well, wow, you are taking this bookkeeper out. I feel like Julie's starting like a side gig as the like new competitor to um, Rupert Adams. Is this guy's <laughs> name. I like Julie's list of Sonny Powar from Lion, like the bookkeeper who's updating me on the Meghan Harry odds. (laughs) She has the most interesting hit list of people. (laughs) Also, I want to note, this whole month we're trying to shout out podcasts that we're a fan of for Tripod Month. And there were two podcasts I wanted to mention this time that we were saying we thought Harry might like maybe right
1: because what does he do with his spare time anyone who has a lead on this please let us know
0: yeah we don't know I don't necessarily know if I see Harry having the attention span to like listen to anything longer than a minute long YouTube video
1: (laughs) I feel like your psych profile of him is like this ADHD adult (gasps) like video game playing yeah I don't
0: know where 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 I'm beer guzzling I think this is like some sort of weird projection I'm doing like he's reminding me of someone who like traumatized me in my past (laughs) But there's two podcasts. One that my friend Mina Kimes has, which is a ESPN podcast. She talks about like fantasy football and like helps you figure out who you're gonna pick.
1: Oh my god, Harry would love that. Yeah,
0: it's called The Undefeated Show. She also is on the Bill Barnwell show. And on that show they talk about The Bachelor too, because Mina's also a pop culture know it all.
1: Well, Harry's living The Bachelor.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good Venn diagram. Like, Prince Harry could get a lot from that. Right. And then there's another, which is my brother's podcast, which is called Lace Them Up, which is a hockey podcast specializing on the, the Boston Bruins, which is our home team.
1: And this is your brother, Brett?
0: Yes, my brother, Brett, who is the first podcaster of the family before I started doing this with you.
1: I'm excited to listen. Yeah. I really like the fantasy visual of Harry hitting subscribe on both of those podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. Like nodding his head and saying like, good tip.
0: In our dream world in which Megan listens to this every week to hear what we have to say about her, because I'm sure she cares a lot. She's like giving Harry a heads up or getting onto his phone and downloading it for him. So if you are listening, Megan, and you're sending Harry a text, make sure he uses the hashtag tripod when he is tweeting about his favorite podcasts as well.
1: And that's T-R-Y-P-O-D. Also, Megan, know that I really loved your dress.
0: (laughs) Wow. Trying to get one over me. So when Megan finally comes to visit, she'll, like, push me aside. Okay, so then lastly today, we wanted to chat about our sushi compadre, Chris Martin.
1: (laughs) I love that. Our sushi park compadre. Yeah,
0: sushi park compadre will now be his like Homeric epithet for the rest of time. I just think it's so weird. And we were talking about this earlier that. Of all the themes for a 40th birthday party, Chris Martin's was a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory theme. Like, what? Like, do you not find that weird?
1: Yeah, it seems a little weird to have, like, an adult's birthday theme to a children's movie. But maybe it was more for his kids than for himself.
0: Yeah. My favorite element of this party... Well, first of all, I wish we had seen more. I haven't seen, like, a ton of photos. I saw, like, Orlando Bloom coming in, and there were, like, some other celebrities who attended.
1: Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh, they did? James Corden, Robert Downey Jr., Rob Lowe, Barbara <laughs> Streisand.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And newly single Orlando Bloom.
0: That is quite a list. I wish we could see a slideshow of what everyone wore. Though I kind of feel like people didn't dress for the theme particularly because I saw Orlando Bloom's outfit and you wouldn't really know he was going to a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory theme party.
1: He kind of looked like he grabbed a silk shirt from the Pirates of the Caribbean closet (laughs) and Robert Downey Jr. was wearing like a striped suit with a lot of neck pendants like very bulky neck pendants so people dressed for something
0: that's the thing i feel like you can do whatever you want with this theme i imagine being with barbara walking into this party i feel like that would have just been amazing going with barbara streisand to a charlie and the chocolate themed party and just her taking everything in i just feel like that would be great
1: wait have i ever told you about my barbara streisand story
0: no but now i'm like (laughs) eager as Meghan markle in front of a produce tray
1: (laughs) It was a few years ago. (laughs) She has this gorgeous, gorgeous estate in Malibu. It's right on the ocean. It's incredible. She famously has a mall underneath her house, complete with like little snack bars Mm -hmm. and like storefront windows with her costumes. But she was having a fundraiser for this Heart Foundation. Mm -hmm. And as part of it, she gave a fantastic, amazing little concert. She had the most decadent party tent I've ever. Been inside of with like wood paneling. Wait, but you, anyway, wait, you were at it. I covered it for Vanity oh, okay, Fair, so I was inside. I listened to the concert. There were amazing people there. Like Bill Clinton was one of the honored guests, but it was all of her Malibu actor friends. Diane Lane was there. Wow. So she she delivers this heart wrenchingly beautiful concert, and then she dedicated the last song to sammy my beloved girl sammy and i'm like who is she talking about so i'm like turning my head around and her assistant is holding her dog sammy so she dedicated this concert to her dog so anyway long story short i imagine barbara took her dog sammy to
0: is it like is it like a beautiful resplendent dog
1: i mean it's a curly haired dog it's cute
0: (laughs) wow Megan's dress Barbara (laughs) Streisand's dog like what will we put under the knife next
1: Anyway, you know Barbara had, like, an on-point Donna Karen custom, like, pantsuit that she wore to that Charlie and the Chocolate
0: Factory theme Well, also, party. I feel like Beyonce must, Beyonce feel like loves the theme when she's dressing for an event.
1: Uh, oh, my gosh. And Blue Ivy. Can you imagine?
0: I know. That's, that's a blue, Beyonce and Blue had quite the weekend. Beauty and the Beast and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Right. What do you think Beyonce and Barbara talk about?
0: I feel like they, like, hold up their hands to each other and just kind of, like, touch and, like, it's, like, tele, it's, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the right, they telepathically. Energy. Like, I don't think either of them even has to speak. Or if they do, it's just like a whisper that no one else can understand or hear. I mean, I don't know. Does anyone talk to Beyoncé at these things? I always wonder that. Like, a Beauty and the Beast or, like, and Chocolate Factory, I feel like it actually might be kind of alienating. What do you even say to her? I feel like people just probably cower in the corner and she just sort of, like, wishes someone would come say hi, like a normal person.
1: Right. I kind of like the idea that Blue Ivy doesn't know who she is. And Blue Ivy, I feel like, has the most confidence of any human on the entire planet. So maybe she just ran up to Barbara and asked her to, like, right. turn off her iPad for her or, or like, something. when Blue
0: ran at the Grammys, I feel like Beyonce would never dare do anything like that like interacting with like common celebrities and then, right. and then blue ivy ran over to like be in the carpool karaoke with you know j-lo or whoever
1: common celebrities <laughs> like jennifer lopez
0: wait okay but the last thing i want to talk about with this chris martin thing also is i like that gwyneth paltrow's presence is this mystery like i clicked on like three or four stories about this birthday all of them say they don't know if she was there
1: It was very intriguing. I interpreted it as being like, she has such a specific aesthetic now and like lifestyle brands. Maybe she she heard what that theme was and she was like, no thanks.
0: Yeah, she can't be, like she does not do like a kitschy theme party like that. (laughs) Or she showed up in like, you know, just her normal smart pants and like blazer look. Cause like she's not having that.
1: But you know what? She did Instagram on Sunday, something about like, I shouldn't have a hangover this big at this age. So whatever she did.
0: Oh, so that probably she was having fun. And if Beyonce came, I feel like Gwyneth was there. Right. Like I feel like Beyonce checked. She's like, "Hey, Gwyneth, like just you know, like when you text a friend to make sure they're going to be there at a party you're going to."
1: (laughs) Right, but knowing the theme, she made sure not to be photographed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a careful dance. Like she was there for Beyonce, but not there for the photographs.
1: Right not there for the theme that's like
0: when i like you know sometimes i don't know why i keep bringing this back to me like i have to be beyonce and megan and everyone but anyway you know sometimes you go to a party and you don't want to be photographed because like if someone sees you there it's like bad for you or somehow
1: i no. (laughs) who are you trying to avoid like your fans stalking you on instagram like you don't want to be seen you don't want to let anyone know where you
0: (laughs) You know mine are usually more like (laughs) i don't know well we'll leave that for the imagination
1: and on that note (laughs)
0: that does it for this week's In limelight thank you guys so much for listening please remember to rate review us on itunes we really appreciate it and
1: also feel free to reach out to us on twitter at in the limelight to further discuss these subjects you can also follow us individually i'm at julie w miller
0: and mine is jay duboff and also check out our instagram which is in the limelight pod This episode was edited and produced by Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Until then.